Welcome back to Teaching 101, Bellevue's resource for training teachers and potential teachers. We're still in section number two, and this will finish section number two, the process. This is lesson eight, land the plane and action steps. Land the plane and action steps. Psalm 119 verse 30 says, The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The key is not how long you can teach. The key is saying what you need to say and then landing the plane. Let the Holy Spirit do the work. I know people that will get up to teach, and they will teach forever and ever and ever. But really, the most difficult part is getting what God is calling you to say down to a sizable amount of time to where people can actually listen, they can stay engaged. If you're going longer than 30 minutes, people are losing their engagement. They're losing their ability to stay focused, and you have to be really good to keep somebody's attention past that time. And so what I would encourage you to do is not necessarily try to time everything out, but keep it simple. It gives understanding to the simple is what Psalm 119 verse 30 says. Don't complicate it. Say what you need to say, land the plane, and keep it simple. Here's tips to closing out a lesson. First of all, have a well-thought-out conclusion. Don't wing it. I am notorious for trying to wing things. I was taking a speech class in college my freshman year. I thought that I had three more weeks to prepare, but obviously had not paid close enough attention to the professor in our class because I showed up one day and she said, well, Derek, are you ready to give the first speech of this class? And I looked at her and said, I thought I had three more weeks. And she said, well, originally you did, but I changed that last week. And I said, well, I guess I missed that. I apologize. And she said, well, here's the deal. You have 10 minutes to come up with a speech. I went outside and thought through something, came back in and gave a speech, and did okay. I got a decent grade, but I didn't have time to really develop my thoughts. I didn't have time to really develop an outline. I didn't have time to really develop something that would engage the hearer and that would enable me to take it and apply it to their lives. And oftentimes when we try to wing stuff, we have in our minds what we think we're going to say, but it's not as powerful and as impactful than if we had written it out and really thought through the conclusion of our lesson. So I would encourage you to take some time to write out a conclusion to say, here's what was said, and here's what it's calling us to do. So have a well-thought-out conclusion. The second thing is, call the class back to the central idea of the text, the big idea of the text. Call them back to that. Make sure that throughout the lesson, you've continued to remind them Here's what the central idea of the text is. Here's the big idea that we're looking at today, and you want to remind them, but when you come to the end and it's time to conclude your lesson, call them back to that. You want them remembering what the text was talking about and what it's calling them to do. And then here's the third thing, and for me personally, I think this is one of the biggest things that needs to be talked about, is you need to present a next step. I have gone through messages and lessons before, and I've listened to them, and I've gotten to the end, and I thought, okay, that's great. I hear what you're saying, but now I'm wondering, what do I do next? What is my next step? And so maybe, just maybe, that is, they need to repent. Maybe there's something you've been talking about sin. For instance, I taught a lesson last year on Psalm 51 where David has been told by Nathan that he needs to repent of his sin for what he did with Bathsheba and her husband. 
And we talked about sin. We talked about how sin overtakes our lives. We talked about how sin can rule us. We talked about sin just throughout the whole thing. And at the very end of it, I just said, now, what is your sin? Maybe your sin doesn't look different than David's. Maybe you struggle with sexual sin, but maybe you don't have that struggle at all. Maybe you have the sin of bitterness. Maybe you have the sin of hatred. Maybe you have the sin of gluttony. Maybe you have the sin of being covetousness. Maybe you have the sin of just not wanting to engage in the things God calls us to do. You know, there's different types of sins, and different people struggle with different types of sins. And so I ask them to determine, to identify in their own life, what is the sin that's ensnared you right now? What is the sin you're walking through right now? And then we just took some time at the end just to give them to the Lord. Nobody prayed out loud. Nobody told anybody else around them what that sin was. But we just gave them to the Lord. So I gave some time. I gave about two or three minutes of just silence at the end of the lesson and just said, you need to deal with this. I think sometimes that happens at the end of messages. I was at a conference a few years ago, and a very famous preacher got up and preached one of the finest sermons I have ever heard in my life. It was convicting. It was encouraging. The Lord was honored and glorified through the sermon. And when he got done, he didn't give an invitation. He closed his Bible, and we began singing. We sang one song, and we went home. It was about three weeks later that I was looking back through some notes from that conference, and I was reminded of the sermon, and I thought back to exactly what God had convicted me of. And I'm reminded that I didn't have any time to deal with that. He didn't give me any space to think through what God had convicted me of and then had given me any time to deal with it. And so oftentimes that next step can be just a couple moments right there at the end of class where you just say, hey, take some time with the Lord right there. And you say, well, people don't like silence. You're right. We rarely get a chance where we're just silent, but that's oftentimes where the Lord really works. Sometimes it's encouraging to say, here's what I want you to do. Give everybody a piece of paper. You say, I want you to go home and I want you to write down the three people that you want to pray for to be saved. And I want you to tape this to the mirror where you brush your teeth in the morning. And every morning as you brush your teeth, I want you to pray for those three people to be saved. So there's all different types of action steps. And I would just encourage you, make sure you give them a clear action step. So that's the last thing I want to talk about is the action step. Call the class to something. Call them to something. Don't just leave it open-ended. Make sure that you're giving them an action step. Give them one action step. Allow them to choose their action step from your points. So that's two different ways you could do it. Number one, you could say, here's the action step. I want you to go home, and I want you to find an accountability partner. I want you to call them today, and I want you to develop that accountability relationship. A couple weeks ago, we talked about at the end of our life group about being hospitable in our homes. I said, here's your homework. Today, you have to do it by the end of today. You have to invite another family from this life group to eat at your home that you've never had in your home. You have to do it. That's your homework. That's your action step. I got multiple texts throughout the day. Hey, I texted so-and-so, and they're coming over this week. Thank you for challenging us to do that. So that was an action step. Sometimes, though, I'll give two or three points in my lesson, and each one of them could be an action step. Like, I need to love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I need to walk with the Lord closer. I need to develop a better prayer life. And what I'll do at the end is I'll say, okay, I want you to take two minutes. I want you to look back to the three points that I've given you in this lesson, and I want you to circle which one is your action step. And so at the end of two minutes, okay, they've circled. I want to develop a better prayer life. I say, here's the deal. 
your action step for you personally, because everybody's circled something different, is to go home and develop a plan for what you circled. And so I'm giving them a choice in that action step, in that application. Here's the bottom line. When you get done teaching, make sure that not only you have drawn out that big idea and you've shared it with the class, but that you've called them to do something. Jesus always called people to do something. Go and do likewise.